Listener Production. US stocks struggle to advance as the US earnings season kicks off. And Aussie shares are expected to open lower on Monday and could retest the 7,000-point level. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Monday, the 16th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, it was a challenging session for US stocks as the US company reporting season kicked off. The technology sector was the group that laboured the most, with the NASDAQ finishing down 1.2%, the S&P 500 down by a half of 1%, the Dow Jones just managing to get its nose in front by the close with an improvement of around 39 points or 0.1 of a percent. Bank earnings, you know, what stood out to me was the KBW Bank Index was up nicely in the start of the session, up by about 2%, and it finished at its lows, down by around 0.4%. Seems like the good headlines got a lot of oxygen, but there was a bit of concern in some of those numbers. We did see shares of JP Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo lift between 1.5% and 3.1%. Their quarterly profits beat analyst estimates, and that was on the back of higher interest rates. But we did see Citigroup lose some steam. They saw their shares down 0.2%. And, of course, there were some mixed messages in those U.S. bank earnings numbers. One of the things that you will hear a lot about in relation to banks is the scale of their unrealized bond losses. The bottom line is that uh, financial institutions, by law, have to hold portfolios of bonds. uh, And that is just a way of ensuring their financial health for a, a better for want of a better expression. But if you're forced to hold something and then its value declines, then that is uh, seen as something of a penalty because it's capital that has to be locked up for a period of time before it can get liberated again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is uh, a break on operations, I suppose. You're running into headwinds, aren't you? I think that you make a good point. And this week, there's going to be a big focus on the regional banks. So they release their earnings results too. So a lot of commercial property exposure. We have vacancy rates in the US at very high levels on the back of work from home and COVID pandemic restrictions back in the day. We could see the implications of that along with what we did see earlier in the year with the stresses that were the result of higher interest rates as well. So that is going to be a theme that you hear a lot about is that the way these organisations are plotting a course through this era where interest rates have risen acutely. But having said that, on Friday, uh, there was some comfort on that front. The 10-year government bond down quite nicely, actually, down by about nine basis points to 462. That is a decent rally. So as government bond yields fall, their price improves. Short-dated government bonds just moderated a little bit. I found this quite interesting in the context of oil prices rising as aggressively as they did. Absolutely. You'd think with oil prices rising 6% on Friday that you would have seen some inflation concerns at the forefront of investors' minds. Instead, we did see the risk aversion side of things play out in the bond market, and partly that could be due to the escalation of tensions in the Gaza Strip, perhaps. But also, we did digest some economic data out of the US on Friday too, Tom, and import prices only rose by 0.1% in the month of September. So the strength in the US dollar at the moment is serving to keep a lid on import prices and that depressed prices of non-petroleum products in particular. And in time, that'll help lower domestic inflation. So perhaps people were looking at that, although there was a bit of a focus on the consumer confidence numbers at the same time. 
Well, let's just unpack that quickly, Ryan, because it's an important concept when it comes to how countries deal with inflation, particularly uh, in the case of the United States, who has the benefit of the reserve currency, meaning that the US dollar is the way that many things are priced globally. And it is often said that America is exporting its inflationary challenge, meaning that its strong currency uh, enables it to effectively manage inflation a a little better because it can buy things more cheaply when the US dollar is strong. And that just at the margins helps with inflationary pressures. Of course, consumers remained acutely aware of what's going on with petroleum and gasoline prices at the moment, and that weighed on confidence, as did the escalation in the conflict in the Middle East in the survey, which was conducted around the time of Hamas's invasion of Israel. So consumers at the moment really are focused on that situation, but at the same time, they are still continuing to spend. And there's not been a strong correlation so far between sentiment and consumer spending because of higher wages from a tighter labor market. It's important to reflect on what happened with oil prices on Friday because a feature of the period since the conflict in the Middle East broke out has been a surprising decline in energy prices. However, at the end of last week on Friday specifically, you saw a very significant move up from the lows that we'd seen last week. So at its lowest ebb, we had West Texas Intermediate crude oil almost bizarrely below $82 a barrel. Uh, And that was a reflection of the belief that this uh, conflict would be contained. However, uh, it has surged since those uh, $82 prices and is now trading uh, just short of $88 a barrel at $87.69. So this is at the hands of Iranian comments uh, at the end of the week, quietly suggested that the front of this conflict has the potential to expand. So at the moment, it's seen as a proxy war between uh, Iran and Israel, but that could change. The bigger issue here is whether this conflict spills over into Syria and also more broadly into a more general conflict with Iran. So there's just an open like street fight between Iran and Israel. Yes, and if that's the case, uh, we could potentially see, if you look at Bloomberg's economics estimates, all prices could soar to 150 bucks a barrel in that case uh, in terms of their forecasts, and global growth could drop 1.7% and spark a global recession. So we heard from Iran's oil minister, Javed Owaji, on Friday, and he said all prices are expected to reach 100 bucks per barrel due to the current situation in the Middle East. So they're obviously talking up the oil price in Iran, and and we have seen some attacks on Hezbollah in Lebanon over the course of the weekend, so mm. poten- potentially an expansion of the conflict. Where is the price where we know that we've moved into a different mindset? Is it like $110 a barrel? I think anything north of 100 bucks a barrel would spark big concerns. But as it stands, I think it's important to note, despite the fact we saw benchmarks lift by almost 6% on Friday, the most since April, it's important to note that, of course, at the same time, it's had little impact on global oil and gas supplies so far, and Israel's not a big producer of either. No, but there is the ability to adjust production levels because they really have been pared back. So uh, in the event that prices do go higher, that supply situation can be addressed quite quickly. And we have seen also one of the biggest deployments in recent memory of the US 
uh, shale gas infrastructure. So this is a very nimble outfit as a, a group. Uh, they move uh, on the back of you know small movements in 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 oil prices uh, and can deploy production quite quickly. So uh, that'll be interesting to see if it makes an impact. You've made a good point on the US supply front. Drillers last week added four oil rigs in the biggest weekly rise since March, according to Baker Hughes. Yeah, it's um, fascinating the way they can move as quickly as they can. So Ryan, looking ahead to the session today, we have got the futures uh, anticipating a fairly Lackluster start, a decline of around 0.4%, having closed down by 30 points for the ASX 200 SPY futures contract. Today, it's a bit of a thin affair, I would say, in terms of what we have on offer to, to look at. It's really a matter of what lies ahead this week. What stands out for you as the big rocks this week? Well, I think China's going to be in focus this week. So the first thing is today we get an update on the medium-term policy rates out of China from its central bank. And while they're not expected to adjust those interest rates, we're expecting to see the central bank keep borrowing costs unchanged but ramp up liquidity support. So it'll roll over about $68 billion US dollars worth of medium-term policy loans. So People's Bank of China at the moment is really walking a tightrope between keeping liquidity ample to aid the struggling economy. It's stabilizing the Chinese yuan amid expectations of high for longer US rates. So that delicate balancing act will then be reflected in the monthly industrial production, retail sales and fixed asset investment numbers on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, of course. And on the weekend, we did have updates on both credit growth and also exports and inflation data on Friday. So what we did see there was exports declined less than expected in September and total social financing climbed by about $563 billion US dollars in August. And that was higher than analysts expected. So there are some tentative signs of stabilization and also some stimulus there for the Chinese economy. So with that tense geopolitical backdrop that we've highlighted, Unsurprisingly, the US dollar has firmed somewhat over the weekend, pushing the Aussie dollar lower to 62.9 US cents, having been north of 63 US cents when we ended the week last week. So a crucial week on so many fronts. We look forward to covering off these events with you in the coming days. Be sure to keep us company. Have a great day. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.